Our scripture lesson this morning comes from Isaiah, chapter 65, verses 17 through 25. I invite you to turn with me in your Bibles if you brought one from home. And as you're doing so, remember and take home the bulletin. All these announcements, these are all wonderful things that are happening in the life of our church. So take it home, put it on your fridge so you are aware of everything that is going on in our church. Isaiah 65, 17 through 25. For I am about to create new heavens and a new earth. The former things shall not be remembered or come to mind. But be glad and rejoice forever in what I am creating. For I am about to create Jerusalem as a joy and his people as a delight. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and delight in my people. No more shall the sound of weeping be heard in it or the cry of distress. No more shall there be in it an infant that lives but a few days or an old person who does not live out a lifetime. For one who dies at a hundred years will be considered a youth, and one who falls short of a hundred will be considered accursed. They shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They shall not build and another inhabit, nor shall they plant and another eat. For like the days of a tree shall the days of my people be. And my chosen shall long enjoy the work of their hands. They shall not labor in vain or bear children for calamity. For they shall be offspring blessed by the Lord and their descendants as well. Before they call, I will answer. While they are yet speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox. But the serpent, its food shall be dust. They shall not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain, says the Lord. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let us pray. Dear Lord, will the meditation of all of our hearts and the words of my lips be pleasing unto you, O my rock and my redeemer. Amen. We're still in the sermon series, What Disciples Do. Not what we believe, but what we do. So when people think about discipleship, we usually think of it on a personal level. And there's a lot of truth in that, right? Following Christ should impact our personal lives in profound ways. Our beliefs, our values, our relationships, our ethics, and the way we spend our time and our money. However, Christian discipleship also has profound social ramifications. Because authentic disciples take their faith public. Trying to make the world more like the kingdom of God And Isaiah 65 offers a very powerful glimpse of this kingdom, God's dream for the world. The vision of new heavens and a new earth does not imply utter destruction of our present world 
and creation of a whole new one. Rather, it's about building upon the original creation that the divine called good. It's about transforming that creation into something new. And Jesus' life, death, and resurrection provide a new set of lenses for the world to engage in the new creation. Not as a goal to be looked for far off in the distance, but one to be realized here and now. How does God call us in the modern world to live as stewards of the world if we rest only in the idea of the life to come? How do we understand our call to respond and participate in the new creation that Isaiah talks about? This message of hope is more perceivable than ever with God breaking into the world in the person of Christ in order to restore humanity's relationship with the divine. And we respond to God's grace, not simply as a means to one day claim Isaiah's vision, for ourselves, but in order to experience a relationship with God now. And by that, we're able to actively engage in God's reordering of creation. And we step out in hope, we step out with the hope in God, and the God who creates, the God who reconciles, and the God who sustains all of us. And created by God, we are given gifts and abilities and invited to participate in the ongoing formation of this new Jerusalem for all children of God, whereby we can work to diminish suffering. We all have gifts, as Tad was talking about earlier. We all have these gifts, right? We have some, some of us have gifts to talk to children. Some of us don't. We struggle with it, right, sometimes. Let me give you a hint. Don't ask him a question, Tad. It, it, gets, it can get very dangerous when that happens. <laughs> But we're given these gifts. We have these abilities within us. We respond to God's grace, not simply as a means to one day claim this vision for ourselves, but for here and now. The question is, how do we get in on what God is already doing? Are we identifying our God-given gifts to figure out how it is that we can participate in the kingdom of God here and now? We can think of the little things we can do, right? The little things we can do to show signs of God's new creation. Now, I've said this in Bible study before. I don't remember if I've said it in a sermon or not, but I'll say it here and now. We, on an individual level and as a church, can help bring heaven on earth or We can bring hell on earth. And the choice is ours. The choice is ours, friends. In this passage, Isaiah says, No more, no more shall there be an infant that lives but a few days. In God's kingdom, infant mortality does not exist. Isaiah says, No more shall there be an old person who does not live out a lifetime. So in God's kingdom... Senior adults live long, productive, productive, and healthy lives. Isaiah also says they will build houses and inhabit them. So in God's kingdom, every person lives in a decent house. I'm going to put my finger in the margin, in the text, and step in the margin, which means I might step on some toes here. 
We pray every week that we be a church without walls. We pray for the homeless. We pray for those that don't know where their next meal is coming from. I'll be honest with you, I have prayed those lines for many, many years in many different churches. I got complaints about that at a church. Well, when you pray the same thing to God, are we saying God's not listening? And my response was, no, God's listening, but we're not praying that necessarily only for God. We're praying it for ourselves to hear, for us to let it sink into ourselves that, yes, we need to pray for the homeless each and every week. Isaiah continues, They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. So in God's kingdom, food is plentiful. Therefore, healthy, accessible, and affordable food are kingdom issues. Isaiah goes on to say that people shall long enjoy the works of their hands. They shall not labor in vain. So in God's kingdom, people get fairly compensated for their work. People will not bear children for calamity. In God's kingdom, children thrive. Therefore, issues like child nutrition and early education are kingdom issues. Now, I'll say this, and I said this at the early service, and I told them, I said, you could stone me later if you want to. Get, you know, I'm going to paint a target on myself, with this, on myself with this, and that's okay. I've started having a conversation with people at Dade Elementary School. They're, they cannot tell me what the lunch debt is at the school, that's confidential information. But they will say it's a lot. It is a lot, a lot, a lot of money. So I started thinking, how can we help eliminate some of this? So here's what we're going to do. On Christmas Eve this year, we are going to take up an offering on Christmas Eve that night. None of that money will go to the church. 100% will go to Dade Elementary School to help reduce the lunch debt that they have. Will it eliminate that debt? Probably not. But every penny, every penny helps. Feed a child. Maybe you've seen it on Facebook or maybe on the news. Children who go through the lunch line and get hot food and they have to take it away because they owe too much money. And they throw it away and hand them a bag of cold food instead. If we truly mean that we are praying for those that do not know where their next meal is coming from, that might be their only meal of the day. It is not fair and it is not right for a kid not to have a hot meal one day. So that, my friends, is why we're doing it. Because we can help bring heaven on earth to kids at this one particular school to maybe have a hot meal, to maybe have a meal that day at school. Like I said, you can throw things at me later if you want to, and that's fine. But finally, Isaiah dreams of the day when the wolf and the lamb shall feed together. The lion shall eat straw like an ox. They shall not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain. So in God's kingdom, violence and warfare are contraband. They're for peacemakers and peacemaking between peoples and nations is a kingdom issue. So because these kinds of issues matter to God, they should matter to the people of God. 
Individual Christians and churches and the entire worldwide church must constantly seek ways to advance God's dream as found in Isaiah 65, both locally and around the world. This is not forcing Christian values on other people. It's letting your personal values inform how you interact with the people around you and how you work for the good of people, regardless of who they are. As a Christian leader and activist, Jim Wallace often says, and I love this quote, faith should be personal, but never private. Think about that. Our faith should be personal, but never private. Now, I'm not talking about standing on the street corner with a bullhorn, screaming at people, handing out pamphlets on God, or saying, turn or burn. I'm not saying that. Because just this past week, an individual said to me, the people who have come and started coming to this church over the past couple of years have done so because of people and relationships that they have with people who are already part of our church. The people who are part of our church, who have these relationships, people will see them and be in relationship with them and say, I want to know what they have. And this church that they attend, I want to, I want to check it out and see what it's about. Now, friends, that, for me, that is living your faith not in private, but taking it, living your faith publicly by every, every interaction we have, whether it's at a restaurant, the grocery store, the ball fields, sitting at the traffic light where somebody's cutting you off if you're driving to Chattanooga. Not that I have experience with that. <laughs> but it's about how we react. It's about who we are in Christ. And while we cherish our beliefs and our relationship with Christ, disciples must also live their faith publicly, working to make God's kingdom a reality on earth as it is in heaven. Faith should be personal, but never private. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.